Gun line, gun line, gun line. Fire mission coming down. I'm your host, Lopez, and you're listening to the On the Gun Line podcast midweek memo. Today, we only have Urena, who, thank God, you know, I appreciate him being on here with me tonight. Last minute, fucking, um, I'm only going to have him for about 20 minutes. So we're going to get some good content in a short time. All right. We don't have Lee Hunt. Lee Hunt's got this family thing going on, being that it's motherfucking uh, spring break. So let's jump straight into it. What's going on, Irina? How you doing today, boy? Not much, man. Same old, same old. Just doing right. school. On, yeah, man. Getting that education, brother. I feel you. I feel you. God damn, bro. When you while you're getting educated, no, I mean here in this uh, in this arena of the universities, you know, yeah. um, did do you do 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 any of the um, anything any of the schooling that you did in the military transfer to it? Yes, uh, right. I think I was able to. I think I got twenty-seven transfer credit hours knocked right. out. And if now, you look at it, like every three, so out of that, every three credit hours is like if you do school through certain schools, it's like eight weeks long. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at shit. There's a lot of math in there, man. But you know, three divided by shit. That's eight, eight classes. You mean eight that you're doing, and then times eight weeks. So I mean, um, I guess math isn't one of your strong suits, is it? I only took one. <laughs> you know, motherfucker look Asian as shit, but he, he, ain't, <laughs> he ain't. That that's just proof right there. And with that being said, bro, um, do they teach you how to um how to how to write in that, in those courses? I mean, yeah. Do they teach you how to um how to com how to like you know compose a a statement? Yeah. Yeah, they show you examples of of how you're supposed to structure a a sentence or a, a paragraph. paragraph. You know, uh, how do they basically they do they give you some kind of like template to follow? Yeah, they they give you templates and yeah. they teach you how how and why that template is the way it is. So why isn't the NCOES doing the same? Because NCOs aren't trained professionals. When it comes to writing, they they often are uneducated. I mean, these are facts. We we could get all upset about it and stuff, but uh, the amount of NCOs at the staff sergeant level that have uh, degrees or or have been uh, tested or vetted to see if they can write is like slim. Like it, it's non-existent. It, it just might hurt some fucking feelings, but it's facts. It's like it's it's paper facts. You you don't. You don't, you know, there's no standard that says that you, in order to get promoted to sergeant, you ha- you have to know how to fucking write. Like, there's no test to evaluate that. You're just now, going in there and shooting from the hip. So, I mean, it, it's a touchy subject for me, um, you know, because I don't like to think I'm uneducated. I, I think I'm, I don't think I'm stupid. I think no, I'm nobody's stupid. saying that you're, but you're, you're good at your job, right? Because there's a difference. There's, there's institutional education. Mm-hmm. And you either have that or you don't. Okay, which I don't. I have NCOES as my education. Yeah. My post GED education. Just because you've been, it's like in any other situation, just because you've been doing artillery for a long time doesn't mean that nobody's saying that, oh, you don't know artillery and stuff, and nobody would ever question that, right? Right, right. So, no, I mean, so this question, let me, let me tell you where it comes from. And I'm I'm sure uh, you know because you responded to it. But uh, for the listeners out there, there was this fucking um, 
this thing that I saw on the U.S. Army with the fuck moments where some dude was charging like 27 bucks or something. I'm sure it was some kind of fucking, you know, just bullshit stuff that they were trying to get reaction out of. But how to do a counseling statement. And, you know, so I wrote in there, I guess, something along the lines of like, what, we're not teaching uh, Joe to do this shit anymore because and I'm a I'm a I'm a bring to light something that that made my brain explode after Yurina said it. But um, because as I was a E4, I was a specialist. I wanted to go to the promotion board that December um, in 2007. And um, my chief said, well, if we're going to send you to the board, you know, I want to make sure that you're ready, you know, to to be an NCO, you know, once you get that P status. So he had me counsel the section. You know, I was the gunner, so I was I was supposed to learn how to fucking do these things. So I went off of the criteria of what I'd been counseled before, right? And I showed it to him, and he's it wasn't his standard. Okay. So he told me what he was looking for, got out the red marker, dot dot dot, and balled it up, threw it away, go do it again. So as an E4, he took me and taught me what right looked like in his eyes, I guess you could say, right? In his eyes. Because, I mean, it's not one blanket generalization of what right looks like. It's just don't be wrong, right? Yeah. So what you said to me later on in that conversation that we and you were having uh, offline was, you know, we romanticize, you know, our units to be army wide almost at that time because we think just because our unit had that level of nco and fucking that that um that that type of nco that you wanted to emulate that that was army wide and it took me a second to you know like i was taken aback by you saying that because i really thought that you know just being the person that you are just seeing the, the way you carry yourself, you know, I thought that you came up under that same type of leadership. So when you had told me the leadership that you came up under, it really kind of like, it took me aback and that's where it came from. And it took me a while to like comprehend, like shit, not everybody is like that. You know what I'm saying? And you're right. You know, so I appreciate you opening and enlightening me on that. And normally I'd be talking shit, you know, but I'm being 100% real on that. You know, like it, it, it's true. I romanticize it. And a lot of us vet bros, Por vida, putos, um, tend to fucking think that the whole army was as good as our unit was. Does that make sense? Yeah. So and like I just to kind of like share with everybody, like I mean, I wasn't always I wasn't always a good writer, man. Like when I came, like when I joined the army, I was 18. I didn't have a fucking college education or anything. And, but I felt like I, I could at least string together a coherent fucking paragraph that made sense. And I could hit spell check and grammar check and like, just make sure that I wasn't turning in some hot garbage. Right. Right. Uh, but then I would get counseled as a private by my fucking E fives or whatever. And it would say shit like the stereotypical he done good, like two sentences. <laughs> right. So I'm thinking, is this what like is this why I'm wasting my time as a private? Like you you you've told me nothing. Even at that time, I was like, you've told me nothing about what I'm doing. And I always associated counselings with something negative, like oh I did something wrong. I'm being mm. counselled. Here's the shit, and here's this copy and paste magic bullet 
that e like even if you actually read the magic bullet it oftentimes doesn't even apply to you because the dude just saw something so i figured on early on that anything negative counseling wise just had to look thick that it had to look bulky didn't even matter you could write some heart garbage mm -hmm. but if it sounded exciting your first sergeant was going to bless off on it and fucking it would just look bulky like anything that looked like a fucking article or whatever from the new york times or whatever like yeah. it would just pass without being like vetted and i knew early on like like it didn't matter what like there was nobody was teaching you how to write it how to write what you were supposed to and i think the only resource that i could really point to that was important to learn how to write were these books that they sold at the px that was like the writer i think it was called the writer and it was like a blue i know exactly blue what about. and stuff and it was like the leader uh the leader the writer the mentor you know I, I had all these books that 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 i would find and see and i was like oh man that looks good you had army websites that I told you like hey you know fucking copy and paste armywriter.com and just you know um well, it was all easy and predictable, but nobody was ever teaching you how to write. They were teaching you how to figure out where how to, to copy the, and paste. Yeah, basically. That's all it was. Dude, and uh, I remember they had like, uh, what was it? Like, they had one for awards. They had one for counseling. What was it called? It was like almost like a counseling for dummies or, yeah, it was basically kind of like um, copy and paste this. Oh, you got a soldier that didn't wake up on time, you know, or, you know. Yeah. Just do this, do that. Here's the magic bullet, you know, and you're so right on that, dude. And, you know, I, 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 I think about it now in hindsight is 2020, bro. Um, I remember I got one soldier when I was a staff sergeant. Um, and this soldier came from another NCO who took off to go recruiting. Yeah. He was a good NCO, you know, in my eyes, cool guy, knew his job, you know, did all the shit that he needed to do dotted all the I's, crossed all the T's, right? And then I got uh, this Joe's fucking counseling packet. Because for those that, you know, if you had a good leader that, you know, you're taking over for, they have what's called a leader's book or a continuity book, yeah. you know? And I don't know if they still have those nowadays. Uh, I, I literally just, because <laughs> I got a continuity book because I'm PCS and yeah. leaving. So I made a continuity book with like diagrams, step-by-step -step guide on how to do everything I do. So the next guy, all he has to do is crack open the page. Yes. And, and so, you, so you know I'm, I'm talking real shit here, right? Yeah. I'm not fucking making shit out of my ass. Still exists. So, okay. So, no, um, I got this Joe's fucking, um, his counseling packet. I bullshit you not. I, I told this Joe, he ended up, he's now a staff, uh, sergeant first class, by the way, this Joe. Very proud of him. Um. I looked at the counseling statements that he got. I could tell he probably never read them. And I could tell that he just signed the back because it was the same monthly counseling. I grabbed it and I put it to the light. Everything matched perfectly. The only thing that changed was a fucking date, bro. That's it. The fucking date changed. And to me, that is setting up a fucking soldier for fucking failure. You know, because it, it, you're teaching them that the fucking lazy way is the easy way is the right way. You know, I took my fucking time. And like you said, I wasn't, I did not do an elaborate book. That's how I did my first one where he said, you're wrong. So he taught me how to just fucking bullets, 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 hit what you need, what you're targeting, 
what they've done good, you know, kind of like the whole sandwich method as well. Um, and, and the leadership and all that, you know, but it was like you said, it wasn't just focused on negativity. And a lot of people have that connotation with counseling being negative all the time. It's not. You can give a positive counseling statement. Does it ever happen? Probably not. But I did a lot of end of month counselings and a lot of negative counselings. But my end of month counselings were focused on the month itself. As we were talking, you know, um, you and I, you carried index cards or a green book. And within that green book or that, that card, you would write in there what the Joes were fucking doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, if you didn't know what your Joe was fucking doing, you're fucking wrong, bro. You know, and that's all you need right there in order to fucking fill in the gaps of the goddamn counseling statement. You know, yeah. don't fucking be generic. So it, it kind of irked me. And anyways, I could have sworn in WLC, we went over the 4856. I could have sworn that we went over it. Now, was there a method of how to do it? I don't recall that. That I don't recall them telling us this is what right looks like. Yeah. So I think problem. to your point, that's what you would want to see, right? Yeah. Change. That's the that's the problem because you have so many. You have there's literally there's a there's a. God damn! I got some man titties. <laughs> there's 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 guides and and stuff for for everything. A counseling shouldn't be. I don't agree that a counseling should be formatted because then you start becoming robotic and then right. everything looks the same, but there has to be at least a minimum standard of what you're supposed to cover. Right. With uh, one template. And I, I love using templates for what I did, but one template that I used and I would explain to soldiers why I used specific things was um, uh, the NCOER uh, bullets, like the uh, character uh, responsibility, leadership and all that stuff. So I took those and I used those as the as the subheadings on counselings, uh, and I told soldiers early on. I was like, "Look, this is why I'm looking. This is what I'm looking for in you." That way, early on, as a private, you know what's being looked at. So when you become an NCO, you know what markers you're trying to hit. Mm -hmm. You know, if you know that, if you're indoctrinated into that kind of environment as a private, you'll know like, "Oh shit!" By the time you become a sergeant, oh my my chief used to. Uh, fucking, you know, counsel me on my character and on my ability to be responsible and stuff. And now it makes sense because now I'm getting NTOERs that cover this. Right. Now it makes sense. Like, and I stuck to that. And it, everything was always different on the individual. It helped me uh, just kind of fill in the gaps with what they did that month. Right. Uh, and it was like every month I was giving like 12 NTOERs basically to, to the privates, you know, or specialists or whatever. Well, I mean, I I kind of took something along those lines, like competency, wearing appearance, PT, all that good shit. You know what I'm saying? Kind of that format with the bullets under there. However, um, what, what was it? Um, I did it that way. So it was what we were going to hit on, you know, we're going to, and then I would put in there like, you know, what I hindsight being 2020, I really wish that maybe we kind of did like quarterly counselings like we do with the NCOER to the Joes, like do a quarterly council. Like, what do you expect to achieve in the next three months? You know what I mean? And then counsel to that. Ah, so. Go ahead. Because <laughs> you might not remember, but the counseling's at the bottom of the counseling on the backside. I yeah. allow you to do that. Just a little fun fact for everybody. Not a lot of people do that. That's um, right. It, and then you're supposed to, actually, how about we go here? 
you're go supposed ahead. to go back and close the counseling. That's out. what I mean. That's yeah. what I mean. It's not it's not set for like 30 days. Though. Right. So you could put in the plan of action <laughs> like what you hope to achieve and you could put, uh, hey, in the next quarter, the service member is going to do this. And then at the bottom, you'll close it out in a quarter because that's what you set as the plan you know, of action. And it doesn't have to be in 30 days. Again, hindsight being 2020, you know, I wish I would have done that. I didn't. I could sit here all day and say I was a great NCO and did that. A lot I mean, of people, bullshit, I, didn't, I know I didn't do it. Uh, at the beginning, I didn't do it. Right. My first few years as a chief, I didn't do it. And then towards the end, I just, I was like, we're going to close. Before I counsel you uh, for last month, let's close the previous one first. So I'd have two counselings right. in front of me. And I just made that my standard. That's how and I see, and, and that's the thing that it shouldn't just be your standard. It should be the army standard. You know what I'm saying? And while I get like, we shouldn't standardize the verbiage, we should standardize criteria. The way we do it, yeah. the way we conduct the counselings. Yeah. yeah. You're, I mean, there should be a course in that, you know? And I mean, I get the whole thing was like, you know, motherfuckers don't know how to counsel. Get that, you know? But there's always been motherfuckers that couldn't. And you know what? I know if there was something that I lacked in, I had the ability or the humbleness to reach out to a peer and be like, hey, dog, you mind if I see what your counselors look like so I can see what I'm doing wrong? Or you will get audited by your fucking first sergeant or sergeant major will come and be like, hey, guess what? <laughs> Give me this motherfucker's counseling package right now and pull that shit out, you know, and audit but that I, shit. I, yeah, but I always found that as the problem, you know, like the first sergeants and the sergeant majors, you know, they got a lot of shit going on. Yeah. Uh, but they'd always come down and be, you know, after the fact, you know, after like 12 months of counseling's haven't been done, mm. they'll, they'll, then they decided to look in and be like, oh shit, we're missing all this shit. Now you got to like finagle some fucking shit for months that, you know, like they were missing counseling. <laughs> right. But they don't, they'll criticize, but they won't sit down and say, all right, you're fucked up. Let me show you how to write right. now. Like there's obviously a problem here. Your smoke can't teach you to write because he doesn't know how to write. Your chief can't teach you to write because he doesn't know how to write. So I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you smoke. I'm going to teach you to smoke how to write, and it's it's going to trickle down that way, right? And stuff. That's what disseminated down, trickle it down. Yes, but, but that's not what we're saying. But we need to see that at the first NCOES. In yes. the first NCOES, this is where it should be at. Now, you know, it's not saying go out there and have a fucking a goddamn degree. You know, we're not saying go. You know, go be a Mustang. We're saying have the basic fucking because what do they say sixth grade level in yeah <laughs> you but know i'm pretty sure we can do away with some mrt classes you know and put some actual like teach how to write shit in there like i i get hunt the good stuff and chasing icebergs but for a whole fucking week like i i give me one day and i'll show you how to write you know Dude, or you know, do they oh never mind that probably went the way of motherfucking science time training so yeah yeah some so, years do do them though i'm just not well, i not mean we're i mean it's great to criticize here and sit here and criticize it and shit like that you know and i wish there was something i could do about it i wish there was but i could sit here and wish in one hand and get a pile of shit in the other which was going to feel faster mm. you know what i'm saying so but dude, I just—I mean, it was a great discussion that we were having on it, and um, and yeah, I, I tended to romanticize that shit, and um, it's true, you know, because there were a lot of 
NCOs. Let me take that back. There were a lot of stripe wearing sergeants that had no business with those stripes. Now I get it. If you have a sergeant that is strong in one area, you know, but is weak in this area, you know, well, you, you work with that sergeant as their chief, as their section chief, you work with that sergeant to get them up to speed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, you know, or, Hey, hey, sorry, go write this shit up, bring it back and we'll work on it together. You know what I mean? That's yeah. being a fucking leader. I think, you know what I'm saying? It's not just do what I fucking tell you to do and make it happen. Yeah. A lot of times it should be that way. But if you see that somebody's struggling, you help get them to that point. And if you can't, guess what you do? You do a fucking RFC and that's it. And for those that don't know what an RFC is, relief for costs. And that's here's, it. here's a problem that, that I see. I, had, I was having this conversation with this, with this soldier today, mm -hmm. uh, a very high ranking individual, uh, well above me. But we, we started talking about the gun line and not the podcast but the gun line itself yeah and uh and then we started talking about the quality of of staff sergeants when when we were younger right or whatever and i said you know i, I grew up in an environment where paladin chiefs were like in their mid-30s 14 and 18 years in and i remember being a chief amongst that group and i felt like the young guy until eventually i wasn't the young guy anymore i was just another one of those chiefs and stuff, but the way the army is structured now, it's so focused on being complete on your chief time. For example, so right now, if you're a staff sergeant, your your career path says that you're going to be a section chief for two years. Mm -hmm. Okay, then you're KD complete. Then after that, you go be a recruiter, you be a drill sergeant, right. AIT instructor, you do all that stuff. What do you think that's doing to the to the to the army as a whole when you're pulling? Uh, a staff sergeant that has just has just become seasoned and experienced and made all the mistakes and is in his groove and you pluck him out and you throw him throw him into something else and then once he goes to do something else it's pretty much expected that he's going to get picked up for promotion because he's been doing this assignment for three years right, right? so now you have a whole army that's that's um, that's filled with staff sergeants at least in the line units that are all junior they all have like two years in. Right. And if they did go that TDA assignment and then they came back, there's always that question like, what's wrong with you? What'd you do wrong or whatever? But but they're already like in a more elevated position. You don't have any, you don't have that like seniority. The seniority right. is now a staff sergeant in his second year, maybe Dude. three. And, you know, as you were saying that, I'm thinking like you pluck a, a staff sergeant out of that chief because he's done with his chief time, you yeah. know. Okay, so now you're going to put a buck fucking sergeant or a newly promoted staff sergeant to lead these Joes who is not going to be as well versed on the gun to teach those under him. When you got that seasoned fucking staff sergeant, call him salty if you want, you know, but fucking he knows his shit. That's why you had your senior chiefs. You know what I mean? And um, dude. I wasn't the greatest fucking chief, but I knew my shit, you know, and I would try to train. My soldiers hated me at the time, but when it was time to go, they started to reach out to me. You know what I mean? Because when it was time to work, it was time to work. When it's time to teach, it's time to teach. And I was humble enough that if I didn't know the fucking answer, be like, we're going to fucking find it together. Because then you had those raggedy ass chiefs like, what's the dash 10 say? 
I don't know, Chief. What does a dash 10 say? Do you even know what a dash 10 looks like anymore? Anyways, I hated those motherfuckers, you know. They, and you can tell those motherfuckers don't know shit, you know. But anyways. My issue, like I said, it's, it's with this expectation. And there's nothing wrong with it because now, because we, like the Army created this environment. So there's nothing wrong with feeling like you need to be constantly moving up. But the culture in the army is where you like move up or get out basically. And, and it's damn near like demanded where like I did my two years as a chief. I did my two or three years as on a TDA assignment. Where's my promotion? It's It's an expectation. It's an expectation, which there's nothing wrong with it because you're hungry to move up. Right. But now the entire force is hungry to move up, which technically on paper, there's nothing wrong with it. But there's it's a weekend unseasoned NCO core. There's there's no like, hey, just sit in your position. That's why you look at like the, the Marines. The, goddamn dude's been in for four years, still an E3 and stuff. Mm-hmm. We're chiefing as an E4, mm-hmm. you know, like, but he's got some years under his belt and stuff. But like you said, they're gonna look at that in the army, they'll look at it like, oh, what's wrong with him? You know, yeah. is he a lazy fuck? Or, you know, is he just not smart enough? Or maybe he's just not part of the good old boy club. You know, no. How about it's just, you know, the competition is strong. You know what I'm saying? Or the the expectations are more than I want to fucking. Maybe I'm happy being a staff sergeant. Maybe I'm happy just being a chief. Maybe I don't want to go recruiting. Maybe I don't want to do that TDA. You know, I like being on the gun line. Maybe my to me, I just want to move up and, you know, I mean, I don't know what it's like now with gunnery sergeants, but gunnery sergeants, when we were in, they were, you know, still staff sergeants. Granted, it's a fucking sergeant first class position, you know, but we were so staff sergeant heavy and very sergeant first class light that, you know, staff sergeants filled that fucking gap. So, I mean, that was the progression. And then after that, that gunnery sergeant time, that's when they would go and usually find that TDA, you know, whatever. they just made it uh, forced, you know, like they, they made it. And, and what doesn't also what doesn't help is like the op tempo for a lot of units, right. even though the deployments have gone up, training has their deployments have gone down. The training has gone up. So now people are like super competitive. So everybody's going to the field all the time and you get burnt out. So you want to get the TDA assignment. Yeah. After you do your two years, you're like, fuck this shit. I'm, I am I did 16 rotations to NTC. I'm going to go be a fucking recruiter. I don't know the fuck. And then they just like pop deuces and go. So speaking of which, I just heard a story. I think of um a Joe getting killed out there in NTC. Once he was an artillery cat too, as well. Don't know exactly what happened, but. You know, just thought about that. I saw that on the news and shit recently. But anyway, this was a quick one just to fill in the gap and shit. I appreciate y'all listening to the midweek memo talking about some, you know, some leadership uh, styles, I guess you could say that I wish that we could bring back, you know, vet bro for life. But no, I mean, call it vet bro and whatever. Just, you know, usually we're just talking shit, but having a standard and expecting people to fucking uh, achieve it. If that's being a vet bro, I'm vet bro all day, you know. Now, if you're mediocre and you like being mediocre, maybe the Army's not for you. Yeah, just because the standard is 180 for PT doesn't mean that 181, you know, 
you're fucking excelling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, you're, that means you're hot garbage. Sorry. It is what it is. And I know a lot of motherfuckers are going to be like, but it's the standard. Fuck off. Anyways, I was going to go into another rant with that yeah. one, but <laughs> I'll save it for later. I know you got things yeah. to do. I appreciate this half hour you gave us, man. Yeah. Uh, make sure y'all go visit Red Leg Custom Woodworks. Red Leg Custom Woodworks. And if you yeah. look in the background, I see you on back there with the cross cannons on it. Yeah, buddy. So um, it's right Red, there, man. Yes, sir. Red Leg Custom Woodworks.com. Y'all go pay him a visit. There's some badass 105s. I'm telling you, they fit perfectly, y'all. But anyway, amazing. That's what they are. But I'll tell you what, um, I was going to go off for another rant about some other shit, but it ain't worth it. You know why? I don't get emotional. But anyways, with that being said, y'all, I appreciate y'all listening to us. Catch you on Friday for the shoot the shit. I'm going to be hanging out with my homeboy, Felice FTC cat. I just recorded that podcast literally before this one. So, yeah, I'm getting ahead of the game now. Fuck this. I am not burning myself out again. So oh, yeah. with that being said, y'all, thanks for being here. Um, make sure y'all make sure y'all just pay attention. And uh, one more thing. It's going to end it on this note. Let's do it. All right. Check it out. I may say some unpopular things. All right. I do. They're my opinions. All right. They're my opinions. Everybody has opinions. Every single person. All right. But it doesn't mean I'm shitting on you. Just because I don't believe in certain things doesn't mean I don't support what you've done. All right. So that's all I want to say about that. Um, Read into it however you want. You know, I still am a veteran. And I'm not woke. So I apparently will never be woke. But, you know, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop because I'm going to start getting emotional, but I'm not. Anyways, with that being said, I appreciate y'all being here, y'all. Rounds complete. End of mission. Go line out. Bye, motherfuckers.